I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Reversing Stagnation There's a famous line in the movie Spider-Man delivered by a cage fighter who tells our spidery hero, You're going nowhere. The line is also popular, and it's funny, as a gif that you can find on your smartphone. I guess right now, our ability to go nowhere isn't really all that funny. In many ways, we really are stationary. Things do seem a little stagnant, but there's one place we can go that requires a pit stop of stillness before we can arrive at any real destination. And the ultimate destination for all of us, this side of eternity, is God's serene and peaceful presence. There is a word in the Psalms that describes the peaceful pause that can only be found in the presence of God. It's the word cella. Musicians also know that a cella is a suspension of music. If we endure prolonged chatter or music without pauses, we can appreciate neither music or silence in its totality. The actual word cella contains a shroud of uncertainty around its exact meaning historically. And that's true of pauses in general, isn't it? We can control some pauses like the one on our remote controls, for instance. But some pauses, like those in relationships or sports or travel plans in the pandemic, those are out of our control, aren't they? During these kinds of pauses, we would do well to avoid aimlessly meandering through our days. We can set our intentions to become closer to God with the space created in the pause in our schedule. We can ponder the big questions like, why on earth am I here? And what is the greater purpose of my life? We can search God's Word and discover life-changing truths and ponder its deep mysteries. If we purpose to do that, our pause will take on a fresh new meaning, as will the stillness that prompted it. God indeed asks us to be still and know that I am God. That verse continues in Psalm 46.10 to say, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Once we've done that, we can experience a level of contentment that can be tapped into any time. It's not dependent on government mandates, operational hours, or contingent on social distancing. David describes this inimitable peace in Psalm 131 too. But I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a second child. I am content. Are you ready to structure a framework so that you can regularly tap into contentment? Join me in a cella of your own. Climb into the Father's lap. We can trade in our pandemic pandemonium and fill that pause with greater blocks of time with God. In many ways, that pause is proving to be just what the great physician ordered to help us focus on what matters most in our lives. There's nothing like a bad attitude to stagnate people, right? And so I'd like to share this excerpt from my second book, The Trap Door, Helplessness and Defeatism. As a woman of a certain age, I lack a great deal of technological expertise. While it's true that I'm active on social media, I write using an up-to-date software and use Square to sell books at my appearances, I'm still a novice when it comes to tasks like using Snapchat and Canva, and I'm completely terrified of electronic calendars, although lately I've been trying to master that. The latter might have been more of a trust issue, really. Sometimes technology proves so overwhelming for me that it becomes a stumbling block. I must force myself to learn what is required for 21st century daily living. Procrastination, dread, and defeatism sink into my spirit like a lead balloon, 
stifling my dreams like a gnarly hair clog in a bathtub drain. The only variable in this scenario involves how long I let the clog impede my progress. Priscilla Van Sufton describes defeatism as a stronghold of hopelessness binding one from being who God has made them to be. When someone hacked into my website once, I was unable to continue with my blog work. I was literally bound from expressing myself the way God intended. Not knowing how to correct the problem initially, I allowed myself to be defeated by it for a length of time. I was stuck. The enemy would love nothing more than to keep you ensnared in your trap of helplessness, whatever that looks like in your life. He wants you to believe you can't do this or you can't do that or you won't make it or you're not good enough. In my case, I knew I was called to write, so I needed to find a way out of my helpless despair. Fortunately, I consulted God's Word, the spiritual draino to any clogged drain du jour. I love what Romans 8:31 says about obstacles. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And later, in verse 37, we see that in all things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. As Christians, we are sometimes tempted to limit petitions to God only to family or spiritual matters, leaving Him out of boardrooms and workplaces, and even bedrooms. But God wants you to invite Him into every area of your life. In fact, Paul tells us in Colossians 3.23 that whatever we do, we should work at it with all of our heart, as if working for the Lord and not for human masters. I remember feeling very helpless and defeated back in 1996, the day I was laid off from my assistant editor position at the Los Angeles Times. I was the assistant humor editor, a job I'm sure looked quite easy to trim as the newspaper was facing yet another sale. My boss was out of town that day, and I thought the night before that they would not have let him go out of town if they were going to let me go because no one would be there to get the daily section out. But I was wrong. Through tears, I finished my work, even though my on-duty supervisors told me I didn't have to. I wish I could tell you I was imagining Jesus' face as I completed my tasks, but that would be a lie. What I was doing was following through with a higher responsibility, completing the work entrusted to me. Feelings of helplessness and despair were immaterial. That's what God and Paul were saying in this verse. Our higher responsibility is always to God, no matter what the task is. Next time you are faced with a daunting task and feel like giving up, invite God into your dilemma. Tap into His wisdom, His strength, and His game plan. He'll help you spot the traps before you. With His guidance, you can sail over potential pitfalls with newfound courage and renewed confidence. And the keys to kingdom living are, God really is our ever-present help in times of perceived helplessness and defeat. And the doorpost is, I can do all things through Christ Jesus, who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13. Thank you for tuning in today to His GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her first two books in her Planned Door Devotion Trilogy are available on Amazon. Her bi-monthly blogs can be found at cindyyorks.com.